Hey folks, my name is Ike Morgan and we are down in Alabama. Now, we're literally down in Alabama covering as much news as we can from Lookout Mountain to Mobile Bay. And Down in Alabama is also the name of our show. We spend about three to five minutes daily going over a handful of news and culture stories that are a mix of the top stories and maybe the most overlooked stories and sometimes just the most Alabama stories of the day. Now, there's not a strict definition of what the most Alabama stories of the day are, but you know them when you see them. So y'all come on by and give us a listen and bring a sense of humor because we take the news seriously, but not ourselves. The show is called Down in Alabama and we're available wherever you listen to your podcasts. For AL.com, I'm Ben Flanagan. This is Outbreak Alabama, Stories from a Pandemic. As the novel coronavirus wreaks havoc in Alabama and across the world, these are the stories of those seeking to survive the disease and the economic strain. I had a blank stare. I I really didn't know what to do or really what to think. It took a moment to digest. And once it digested, then I'm trying to, you know, get myself together. Today we hear from Laquita Coleman, a Birmingham woman who, along with her husband, tested positive for COVID-19 and has since completed her 14-day quarantine. My colleague, Carol Robinson, reported the Coleman story on AL.com last week. They were married last November. At 44 years old and with underlying health issues, Laquita had serious concerns about how she would hold up with the virus. We spoke about when and how she found out that she and her husband tested positive just days apart, the symptoms that she had, her recovery, and her message to people after surviving coronavirus. First of all, how are you feeling? I'm feeling a little better. It seems like I still have a little remnants of the virus, but right now I'm not feeling as, you know, like I was my first four to seven days. Can you tell me a little bit about when you first noticed your symptoms and sort of where it went from there? Well, I first noticed my symptoms um, shortly after my husband became sick. Uh, my husband um, became ill on, on a Tuesday which was the, I think, 30th. And so on the 1st, which was that Wednesday, I kind of got that little irritation in my throat. So from there, I didn't get tested until that Friday, which was the 3rd. And so my test results came back on the 6th. Can you tell me a little bit about what testing was like? I know your husband had already gone through it and gotten tested, but once you noticed your symptoms and you determined, okay, I need to be tested, what was that process like and what was testing like? Well, the testing is the hardest hardest part. Actually, I was tested before back in March uh, when I first noticed myself getting sick. I tested first in March and it came back um, negative. So I was kind of, once I got tested again, I kind of knew what to expect. But, of course, it was still the same testing. You know, they they do the nose swab. Swab, that that hurts. (laughs) And that hurts a lot. And can you just sort of describe what that feeling was like for you? Yeah, it's it's like they're drilling a big oversized Q-tip. They're turning it and turning it and turning it. And at least I counted for at least 10 seconds. At least I think they turned it for like 10 times. And they count as they're turning it for at least 10 seconds. And it goes off, it seems like it's going all the way to the back of my head, <laughs> per se. So as they're turning, but they're counting. So, you know, it's a, it's a really uncomfortable situation. 
Yeah, and you know, the story says that you were nervous because you deal with underlying health issues. So can you tell me a little bit about that as much as you want to, just about that sort of stress that you were having once you noticed the symptoms and once you became positive? Well, of course, you know, just like everybody else that pays attention to the news and everything, you know, they were saying people, you know, over 65 or, you know, elderly people or people were underlining situations. And I felt like, you know, I fit that category. I have an autoimmune disease. So I just felt like, you know, okay, will I, (laughs) will I survive or, you know, because they're saying that, you know, people with underlining issues are more at risk. So, of course, you know, when I got those test results, you know, that's the first thing back in my in my mind. Will I, you know, will, will my immune system be able to withstand this virus? How did you find out that you had tested positive? Was it a phone call? Was it a letter? And, and what do you remember thinking when you first learned that you had tested positive? It was a televisit almost. Um, they did it by televisit. So just in the back of my head, I'm I wasn't, I was shocked, but I wasn't shocked because I kind of felt like when I was taking care of my husband, I kind of felt like, you know, when they, he tested positive, I felt like, okay, I came in contact because I was literally in contact with my hus- husband taking care of him until his results came back and not actually thinking that he was going to come back positive. I was actually thinking that he was going to come back negative because he really only had about two days of symptoms. So that was that Tuesday and that Wednesday. So I really thought that, you know, his test results was going to come back negative. So when they did call me that following Monday and told me that, you know, I tested positive, you know, I just, I had a blank stare. I, I really didn't know what to do or really what to think. It was just, you know, it, it took a moment to digest, number one, it took a moment to digest. And once it digested, then I'm trying to, you know, get myself together by me having a low immune system, you know, I, I had didn't really have time to think because right around this time anyway, by they giving me the results, it seemed like, you know, I think that was like the fourth day into my symptoms. So within that four to seven days, those are the days to me that hit hard. And how does it hit hard? I kind of felt my body was it started going down. I, I didn't have any energy. I didn't have any taste. I didn't have any smell. I mean, I literally slept or was laying down and couldn't move. I was actually working from home. So I would clock in at 730. And as soon as I clocked out at 230, I just lay down and would sleep or laying down for the rest of the day. So it seems like it takes over your body. And, you know, of course, you have the, you know, the slight temperature. I started having um, breathing issues. It, it was just an awful feeling for your body. I'm also just curious, like if, if I were to become positive, my first question I think would be, well, how did I get it? Like I thought I took all the necessary precautions, but sometimes it just, it obviously just happens. I mean, did you sort of trace your steps in your head and, and try to figure out how that happened or how your husband might have been exposed? Well, I did try to trace my steps. Like I said, I was sick before in March and my test came back negative. So five days later, I test positive. So the doctors was kind of unclear whether or not I had it then and gave it to my husband or my husband just gave it to me. But the only thing he did was go to work and came home. So it just could be a sense of just him going to work and maybe he gave it to me 
I'm not saying that he got it from somebody at work, but that's about the only place he had been other than probably like a gas station or a quick store or something like that. Yeah, and so how are your experiences different between you and your husband? Did y'all have the same symptoms? Was the recovery about the same? No, his symptoms was pretty mild. He recovered very quickly, almost, pretty much very quickly. The only downtime that he really had was probably that Tuesday when he woke up sick. That was pretty much like the only downtime. Other than that, he was saying that he was totally fine, and he ended up at the end having that it was like a wet cough, you know, coughing up all the phlegm out of his lungs and everything. So that's about the only symptom that, that he had was the fever and the, he had a dry cough at one moment. It didn't last long. It was like a day or so. And then it really turned into like a, a wet cough. So those were the only symptoms that he had on top of what I had. No, actually he had the loss of appetite. So we both had that. That hit us both on the same day, the same day that he got his test results we figured that we had lost our taste buds. So after that, you know, his uptime was pretty quick. Mine is still lingering on. Um, I'm still getting headaches, and I haven't been able to 100% build my strength. I still feel myself getting tired. So, you know, I'm just trying to take it easy. As I, you know, even though I've been released from the health department, you know, my 14 days was up last Friday. So still taking it easy. What we all hear is once you've tested positive, you have 14 days, right, to self-quarantine or in some, in many cases, people are hospitalized. Were you ever hospitalized or did you spend your quarantine at home? I spent my quarantine at home, although I felt like I needed to go to the hospital, but I, I, I chose not to. I just look at the fact that, you know, if something was to happen, my, my family wouldn't be able to see me. So I just figured if something happened, I'd rather be, you know, be in the, my home. And my family sees me here other than, you know, me being in the hospital. I figure the only thing they're doing in the hospital anyway is just making you comfortable because it's really, you know, it's, it's, really, it's no cure. Right. And in terms of there being no cure and the way people are treating it, can you tell me a little bit about the treatment and if you were happy with the care that you've gotten? Well, at first, we didn't have any treatment at first. You know, it was like, okay, we got our test results. They told us, you know, to just self-quarantine, drink plenty of fluid, and that we was doing. So we didn't really, we really didn't, we was left on our, it seemed like we were just left on our own to try to get ourselves together. So shortly, I think after going on my fourth day, I reached out to my primary care doctor, and she ended up prescribing me some antibiotics and, you know, told me what kind of vitamins and everything to get. So shortly after, you know, me taking those um, vitamins and the antibiotics, you know, I started to feel a little bit better than I was. And I started to gain a little bit of my energy and, you know, my taste started coming back gradually, along with the smell started coming back. You know, that, that just seems like such a strange feeling. It must have been to have no sense of smell and no sense of taste. Was Was that pretty weird? Was that as weird as it sounds? It was actually weird, you know. Even though my test results hadn't come back, it was kind of weird, you know, and I, I really didn't know what to think. I read and I knew that, you know, those was part of the symptoms. So when my husband's taste buds were gone and my, I mean, literally at the same day, I kind of figured, you know what, I, you know, I, my test, I must be positive. It's just an awful feeling. 
And so I think for at least two days straight, two or three days straight, I couldn't eat anything. And you can barely drink anything as well. So it was kind of like an awful feeling to me. But, you know, my husband took it kind of differently. You know, even though he didn't have his smell or his taste, it wasn't too bad for him. But for me, on the other hand, you know, it was kind of hard. Have you two been with each other this whole time? I mean, did you have to separate for any period of time? Are you all living in the same house going through this together? Well, we were, we're staying in the same home. Of course, when he went and got tested, they tell you to isolate yourself from the family. So until he gets his test results back, so he isolated. Um, he was in one room, and I just literally just stayed in my office because I had to, you know, still work or whatever. And so, you know, he isolated himself. So his test results came back. So when his results came back, you know, of course, he's still isolated from me. But I was still trying to take care of him as much as I could. But, you know, he was doing perfectly fine. So it wasn't a lot, lot that I really had to do for him. So when my test results came back that Monday, literally, I guess as soon as I got my test results, it was almost like literally that I couldn't do for myself. So being that he had the mild symptoms, you know, he was literally checking after me at this time because he knew I had no strength and the little strength that I did have. You know, I was trying to work, but he would gradually check on me and we would still isolate, you know, in our separate rooms or whatever. Not really thinking that he has the virus, I have the virus, we can just be around each other. That only came a little bit later till we just thought about it. We was like, okay, well, we both got the virus, so I don't think we're going to do any harm to each other at this point. So, but that was kind of like at the tail end when we both got our antibiotics. You know, as stressful as you've said that this was for you, I wonder, what kept you encouraged and motivated to get through it? Well, my family, his family, his mom sent Bible scriptures and and things that we were reading on healing. My pastor would call and pray, pray with me. I would also, just like any other church, they're doing their online um, lessons and services. So my pastor had about two or three services or lessons that he was doing throughout the week. And so it kind of kept me encouraged because whatever kind of lesson spans he had going on or services, it was kind of geared towards healing and and what's going on in the world with the um, pandemic. So it kind of lifted my spirit a little bit. My faith is, is the big part about it. I have a big part. My faith is real big. Even though I'm human and I, you know, I got scared for a minute, but I still relied on my faith. And so that's really what gotten me through it, my faith and my prayer life. So I'm wondering, what do you want people to learn from your experience in survival? Because, I mean, you've been very generous with your time and your story, sharing it with us. And you told Carol that you want to put it out there, that this is something you can survive. So is that the message that you want out there? My message is that everyone pretty much know that you can survive. But the real message is stay home. You know, everybody's so quick to try to get back out there in the city. The overall message is right now is to stay home. The virus, like I said, it doesn't discriminate a person's age, the color of their skin. It doesn't care who you are, but we have to do our part. So, you know, my message is to raise the awareness of telling people to stay home. If you don't have to get out there, don't go. Now, we all see the news and, you know, we all look at social media and everything. My family is one of the blessed ones that made it. 
but you know there are families where their family member has you know deceased from this so you can survive it but on the other hand you can die from it so my whole thing is to just stay home that's a great message Laquita thank you so much thank you If you or anyone you know is affected by the coronavirus and want to share your story, please email bflanagan at al.com. That's B-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N at al.com. For all of our coverage on the outbreak and how it continues to impact Alabama, visit al.com slash coronavirus. If you like the show, please rate us and write a review. Thanks for listening.